Hello and welcome, welcome to, to the, the rabbit, rabbit hole, hole, the Definitive Developers Podcast in fantabulous Chelsea, Manhattan. Oh, hey, I'm your, I'm your host. <laughs> Wait, the battle of the hosts is here. Be right back. I'm going to turn this into a bat and swing oh. it at Dave oh, no. <laughs> to fight. It's going down right now. Welcome, welcome. Oh, oh hey, Mike. I didn't see you there. <laughs> welcome I've only, back. I've only been here for a week. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we use, let's not lie to, to the listeners. We use a template and we read off of it. I don't appreciate that it says Return of the King. I'm not the king, Dave. <laughs> Return of the King. <laughs> Triumphant. <laughs> Fellowship of the Rings, some Lord yeah, of the Rings reference part, here. You know, part three. <laughs> you know, we went through a hero's journey. Yeah. Where, you know, you went off and you like went to get the one true baby yeah <laughs> to rule them all <laughs> one baby to rule them all <laughs> no no guys stop and in that. the darkness bind them there at, at 5 a.m <laughs> there you go awesome. awesome so i'm not the king don't refer to me as the king i'm not return i'm just here i'm glad to be here just bobby from the bronx yeah from the bobby from the bronx there you go today's episode we'll be talking about senior developers they're getting rejected from their jobs, Mike. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a problem. <laughs> yeah. They're like interviewing for jobs and like they know what they're doing, but they're, they're not making the cut. Well, let's talk about that. What? So a senior engineer could be someone with, I don't know, let's use, just throw a number out there. Maybe seven, 10, 15. Sometimes up to 20 years of experience. Yeah. It could be, yeah. Thir- yeah. I mean, <laughs> hey, you got shout out to the Cobalt developers out there still crushing it. Right. And yeah, it's a thing. And Or like, you know, working C and like microprocessors and like doing like really fault tolerant stuff. And you're like, you know, let me let me try this Ruby thing out and do a startup. Yeah. And uh, like part of the problem is a senior engineer will go to a go to an interview site and then they have what we'll, we'll call a uh, a coding gate. Yeah, yeah. There was a there was a great article about this uh, a couple of weeks ago by the title Senior Developers Are Getting Rejected for Jobs. <laughs> oh man. Shooting from the hip. And it really resonated with people like this guy's site got the hug of death. It was impossible to read this article. Oh yeah, right I got to it and it was a wrap. Yeah, it was done right away and then eventually even like the archive.org copy was like just archiving a copy of his apology for his website going down <laughs> <laughs> but i think i think it's back up now and we'll we'll definitely link it to in the show notes yeah i mean like the big example i know about an engineer a competent engineer that didn't get a job i believe the person's name is max howell and i might be pronouncing his name wrong but this is the guy who created or help create homebrew and if oh, you yeah. have a mac out there i'm pretty sure you a know what homebrew is and b get all your brews from it like all your apps come from homebrew yeah even the casks yeah like everything i i got a startup script and boom just get a new machine homebrew it there I'm you good. go i i got so hooked like i i started on linux and i i didn't know how things worked on Mac. I was like, where's where's my app get at? <laughs> and then like I'm like, oh okay, it's homebrew. Sure. Yeah. That 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 works. And then I went back to Linux and I'm like, oh, where's my homebrew? Wait, where's, where's the brews? <laughs> so I, I found this thing called Linux brew, which is like kind of insane, but like 
you know, why not? Like, <laughs> it does the bruise. Yeah, it does the bruise. It does the bruise. Uh, so Max Howell has a tweet and it says, Google, 90% of our engineers use the software you wrote, Homebrew, but you, can, you can't invert a binary tree on a whiteboard. So F off. And like, what? <laughs> for a binary tree on a whiteboard, you didn't like, there were no other questions to ask. You're just going to throw him off off the rails off of that yeah that's pretty tough it's 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 interesting because a company like google they have so many applicants they they just have such a volume of people who want to work there that they're almost okay with having some false negatives where that means that like a true positive is like you guess that they were a good hire that was true you guess that they were positive that they were a good hire and they were a good hire. That was true. Right. But a false negative is someone who we didn't hire and we, and and we, actually, were, and we were wrong. You were, yeah. Like they actually were good. Right. They were a true developer. Yeah. And that, that's like a, I mean, I guess Google can afford it, but like how many, how many, you know, software engineering companies right now exercising or like testing their senior engineer by doing a binary tree that has single letter variables to find the fastest lookup or the fastest search. When in reality, that's you're never doing that at work ever on purpose. <laughs> Accidentally sometimes. Accidentally but. sometimes, yeah. <laughs> and even then, like the, the engineer would know, oh yeah, all I gotta do is make sure that I loop through this correctly to make it more efficient. I mean, there's also a thought that like a senior engineer has gone to that point through a lot of experience and the ability to like learn things so if you give someone a problem in a really artificial situation like you might learn about how they react to new problem in an artificial situation but it might be lacking some of the real world example of like how you can research a problem how you can weigh trade-offs and you know maybe use a library or something like yeah. that or and like, you know, uh, being able to pick up new technology fast, that's something that a senior engineer would be able to do and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, it's kind of funny. I remember before working at Stride, like interviewing at companies and not having Ruby on my resume. And they're like, oh, well, I don't know if it's going to work out. Like, you got you to gotta get that Ruby on the resume. Yeah. And literally, like, once I got a gig through Stride learning Ruby, I learned it like in a weekend. And it Boom. was like, fine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to get that in a in an interview, which is which may lead to many uh, software engineering companies having false negatives. And I think that when you have like these coding challenges or very strict whiteboard exercises, you may overlook some of the other things that may actually be more beneficial to the engineering team than just like these little exercises. Mm-hmm. And it just seems like, and then the fact that a lot of senior engineers are failing this means that they have to learn how to interview, which right they what, already know the skill of how to do the job, but now they have to learn how to interview to get the job that they know they can do very well, right? Yeah, yeah. And so you end up just kind of grinding through, like, it's like I'm going to do like six interviews and they're all going to be trash, but at the end of it, I'm going to be able to invert a binary tree with the best of them. Yeah, I'm gonna tell <laughs> you the I'm best gonna, of them. I'm gonna tell you all about the hash tables. I guess I'll ask you, Dave. Do you think that interviewing is a skill that senior engineers just need to work on? 
I think interviewing is is interesting because it's like really kind of such a artificial space and it's i think it's really good skill to have on both ends of the table right like to to interview like to go on interviews yourself and know how to talk to people and also to recognize when you're interviewing someone what the biases are and what the limitations of the problem that you're putting in front of them is in actually understanding who they are as a person and what their ad will be on the team yeah i think it's just you go on interviews and you pick it up but just because you're a senior doesn't mean they're going to give you the job either like that's another thing i guess (laughs) i guess they uh what is it like maybe the engineers in the article feel entitled to that right yeah yeah and i guess also like maybe as as you get further in your career some people will become more specialized so there's there could be a risk that like if you just know ruby for 10 years and you know you've been using rails since the moment it sprang forth from dhs h's forehead or whatever <laughs> <laughs> then like if you try to get a job as a, a c developer or like in a different kind of environment people may not have that faith that you can like quickly adapt all right so suppose we threw out whiteboarding what are ways to improve the the interview process that's not just here write this thing here show me how smart you are (laughs) (laughs) we all have very huge brains yes (laughs) the big brains the biggest (laughs) only the finest brains there you go yeah that's that's a tough one i i think that it's important to really try to model the interview scenarios and the kind of discussions that you're having and the problems that you're kind of working with around a real world scenario right like something that at least like models what you're doing in a day-to-day basis right and like if if you are doing like distributed systems and and architecture and kind of stuff like that like talking about these kind of hairy problems then maybe there is some place for like inverting a binary tree or like figuring out how to sort all of the numbers in a distributed system or some crazy things like that right but you're saying like the app the interview should have some sense of realism to what you're doing at this company yeah exactly and you got to have like some empathy as to like what position the other person is in who who's interviewing like, right like try to give them feedback and model the process around like giving them feedback and seeing them adapt- adapting to that feedback i'm not a fan of the i mean not that i'm not a fan but the coding exercise isn't my favorite part of an interview i think like places that can do like a pairing session with someone i kind of like those a lot better because you can see how a person thinks through a problem Mm -hmm. or a person works with another individual because that's what you're going to do for eight hours of the day i mean if you're if your company does pairing and and allows you to do tdd and stuff like that you want to see like what the day-to-day is going to look like and i think like pairing with someone is definitely a way to know and get some insight on that individual and how they work and that's like a good way to like like i was saying like model feedback and like see how they feel when they're like pushed if you don't agree on something or you can try to disagree on something and see how how that back and forth goes and in that way you can it's it's not just a whiteboard exercise right like it's it's just if you had to imagine say you were doing this session for two hours 
this pairing and you're adding a new feature to this mock interview question application can you do it for another two hours would you enjoy working with this person for another two hours would you be able to give this person feedback and they actually uh, take the feedback and apply it on the next you know pomodoro or something like that those you get a lot more than just like hey what do you think about this how would you optimize that and then let them be i don't know i just it whiteboarding feels a lot colder mm-hmm. than like some less collaborative yes which I mean, I guess like even with a pairing interview, like I've done a very similar interview many times, like on the giving end of it, I've only done it once on the receiving end, but right. like, you know, I kind of know it inside out and I'm, I'm just curious to see how people are going to approach it and, right. you know, we can collaborate on getting on stuck, but it is kind of like a microcosm of a thing. Right. And, you know, even if you improve the interview process at your place. You may end up with some false negatives with some people you may have passed on who were actually good developers, and you may have to just be okay with that. And I think that a lot of these places are kind of okay with that, but I think they're being real real strict with their coding gate or like their interview gate, if you will. Right. Yeah. Could be missing out big. Yeah. You never know. (laughs) What are some like interesting interview experiences you've had, Mike? Oh, yeah. I mean... I never like forget the interview question of interviewing for a Java Java gig. So for some reason, this question just kept popping up. And it's like, <laughs> suppose you had a string or write a method that will reverse the string okay. of a string that you pass into this object or this class. And always I kept messing up. And then like I had like three or four interviews. Like the first time I was like, oh, you know, you would just take a a character and you shove it into an array and then you just like return that. And then they're like, no. And then you learn every so often. It's like a multiple choice question where like sometimes the question on number five might give you the answer to number two or something (laughs) like that. So by the third third Java interview, it was like, oh no, here's what I would do. Uh, I would instantiate a string buffer object that will then take a string and then be able to reverse iterate through the string backwards and always shove that character into the string buffer or a string builder, depending on the streams. And like, you would just know all these different oh, yeah. objects to of, use. Of course, my good man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever seen a string buffer on purpose ever, ever before this interview question. I'm using it because immutable objects are important and you want to save memory. Like what situation am I in where I have 32 megabytes of RAM to ensure I have to garbage collect my things it's just it's crazy but yeah string but, string but builder I, string buffer <laughs> i'm i'm the best person to hire if you need to reverse a string just I mean, just like you know you're working the java gig right now so now you gotta <laughs> you gotta reverse all the strings yeah that's it oh my, <laughs> i'm gonna refactor all the code to reverse strings now <laughs> that will be your job you're going to reverse all the strings all in the, the strings. web service all the str- every single one of the watch out strings you get reversed no one will ever expect it <laughs> Yeah, but I, what about you, yeah, dude? it's it's funny. Like those kind of questions, like are just like in the cracking the coding interview or something. Yeah, and then you know you're reading that book because you you want to figure out how to do an interview, right? Yeah, they're reading that book because they want to figure out how to do an interview, right? <laughs> such such a great gig. Like yeah. whoever wrote that book, genius. Yeah, and then they, yeah, because both people are buying this book, <laughs> both sides. Yeah, so like my my question that was like pretty similar was I, I literally had three interviews over the course of three days 
and every single day someone asks me about the internals of a hash table. Mm, oh, the great old hash table. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I generally know how a hash table works, so like this is fine. But then they'd like each day they'd like drill me a bit more. Yeah. And they're like, okay, well, you know, we gotta, gotta go deeper. And by the end of it, I'm like, I know the very specific quirk and implementation <laughs> for like the C Python hash table and how it resolves collision to bucketing and i'm like i I, don't, I never need to know this like i use dictionaries every single day <laughs> but you need to now implement all the dictionary all the hash tables that you now use you can't use dictionary anymore you have oh, to build I just gotta write my own you just gotta write your own all right hash tables fine <laughs> but yeah there's like questions like these i mean i understand if it's to understand if it's to test the knowledge of a person and what data structures that they're that they know about, sure. But no one's instantiating a string builder. Like I that I find it very difficult to find. I'm I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna see if they use string builder and the application that I'm in. And I don't think of any of the applications that I've seen, <laughs> a string buffer has been one of the things that have been built. I Maybe mean, it's like you're just like reading the string out of the database and then sending it on its way. Yeah, I mean it's usually Im- <laughs> yeah, the string that you have is usually immutable anyway, so it's not like you're mutating a string, so that's why you never use string builder. <laughs> Just be happy with your strings how they are. Yeah, exactly. Stop changing them. Stop reversing them. Stop trying to change them. (laughs) Yeah, leave them alone. What did it do to you? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, there's there's another one that I had too where I forget the exact hook of it, but you were trying to do something along those lines, reversing things or processing a bunch of work. And like I got to an implementation, but it wasn't like the perfect one. And then they're like, ah, you know what would have made this a killer implementation? A stack. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, you're right. And yeah. now I'm like, I got to use stacks everywhere. And then I, I like, they were not the same question, but like, you know, after I learned that one trick of like, buddy, I know what a stack is. <laughs> <laughs> could you could you reverse this uh, binary tree? Yes, with a stack. <laughs> with a stack, baby, yeah. Traverse a graph with a stack. With the stack, baby. <laughs> I got a stack for that. Oh, yeah. But I mean, like, part, part of it was just me, like, remembering the fundamentals better. But part of it was just going through the interview process and, like, embarrassing myself a little bit and yeah. then, like, learning. And I think yeah. that's, I guess... Uh, the people in the article or like the article doesn't want to experience that. And I, and I totally understand if a senior engineer doesn't want to be embarrassed. That's not oftentimes that you get the opportunity because you've been coding for so long. Right. And it doesn't, it's been a while since you've, <laughs> or yeah, or you, you know, if you got on paternity leave or you took a different role, oh, like yeah. you're a CTO and you're like trying to transition back into IC role. Right. Like there's, there's a lot of reasons why, there might be like a little bit of rust to shake off for the interview process. The article, I mean, we'll leave it. I mean, we'll definitely drop a link in the show notes. And it's just, you know, developers hate them and companies love them. And it's the gate that allows them to have to, because then they can't let everyone in because then that's a problem, right? Like you may have some smart people, but you can't get Google isn't going to let everyone in because you know free lunch <laughs> all the time free lunch all the time so offer free lunch and let everyone in and, that's, <laughs> and then you're going to get senior developers trust <laughs> but yeah it's just like I guess it's just like a gate that companies have right now and I don't know if 
if they're planning to change the interview process because it's been working so far, I guess. I guess if the supply and demand curve kind of changes a little bit, then maybe people have incentive to do it. Right. But there's and, a better way. There's gotta yeah, be. there's got to be a better way. And I think, as we mentioned before, Dave brought up the point of, you know, trying to emulate your interview to real world related problems and how do you solve it. And even if it's like bite size, but if you can bring it down to that, that is one way because then you can ensure that the individual is competent in like the domain and in the space to do the work necessary. Mm -hmm. And what I brought up before was like, you know, be empathetic and work with that person because that's what you're going to do for eight hours out the day. And I think there, there are many different ways. I feel like uh, that's the step in the direction rather than, hey, there's a coding gate and there's a, and there's whiteboarding sessions that we're going to do. And as much as I whiteboard in the work week, that's not the first thing I do, but whenever I can, I try to. But it's just yeah. very difficult in the interview. It's like almost being, here's a microphone and sing. Like I feel like the white, when someone hands you a white, <laughs> a marker like on a whiteboard in an interview, it's like, all right, you need to perform now. Right. It's, it can this be a little is difficult. why you need one song for yeah. karaoke. You, guys you just go. gotta practice that that song, and that song was was the stack for was me. St- and the string buffer yeah. for me. <laughs> <laughs> Singing its praises. There you go. Hitting the falsetto. The seed engineers, I think, uh, right now in the meantime, gotta figure out ways to do the interview dance because that's the way companies are moving right now. Until. There is a more empathetic way of interviewing. This is this is just the way we yeah. have to do it. Although, like, if you are someone who's lucky enough to have many years of experience, like, you may be able to call them out on this kind of interview style and be like, okay, like, I, I see what you're trying to get at here. This is my really practical solution to this. Like, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> I, yeah. I respect the interview process that we're having. Let's let's keep having a conversation, but yeah. like, let's let's keep it real and practical. And I think companies would definitely appreciate the honesty and there's like hum- it humanizes the interview when you're when you're able to help them out in finding good candidates. So, hey, senior engineers, got to read them books and <laughs> up them coding exercises. <laughs> I just want to say one thing even before we finish, I found out of a website to help this this is not a sponsor at all i just thought it was it's a funny name it's called interviewcake.com and they help you with like exercises on programming exercises and they give you like questions and then you kind of figure them out and i think like those little interview questions if you can find those questions that allow you to like tdd and like write applications for will definitely help you exercise in those interviews Mm. interview cake i just think the name is cute and i'm hungry and i always (laughs) want cake so it's a great name yeah let's get some cake Follow us now on Twitter at Radio Free Rabbit so we can keep the conversation going. Like what you hear? Give us a five-star review and help developers just like you find their way into the rabbit hole. And never miss an episode. Subscribe now however you listen to your favorite podcast. On behalf of our producer extraordinaire, William Jeffries, and our amazing host, Michael Nunez, who's out being a dad, and me, your host, Dave Anderson, thanks for listening to The Rabbit Hole. Rabbit Hole.